You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello everyone and welcome to Trophy Horrors. If you've listened to the show any recently, uh, unfortunately this is not our 500th uh, episode spectacular. Tricky would be doing the introductions if that were the case. We're doing a nice little offshoot here as we usually do when we get to those century numbers that we just can't all get together. So I want to give you guys a big episode 500 that you all deserve. This week it is me and my partner Yield. Hello. So since we can't have the crew together and all of our guests, we want to just give you guys a fireside chat, something to listen to, but not the big official pomp and circumstance of episode 500. So, you know, Yield, I was telling you a little bit before the show, kind of my ideas for the show, and coming up this Sunday, we have Halloween. It's uh, it's always a fun time, Halloween. It's a very special time of the year. One of those months, October, where people are doing a lot of seasonal stuff, let people get into the spirit of Halloween. You know, when you're younger, it seems like Christmas is a big month for you. I mean, don't get me wrong, kids love going out and getting... during December, it seems like when you're a kid, that's kind of like the main thing you're focusing on. But when you get to be an adult and, you know, maybe some of the, you know, you don't get as many gifts and like those holidays take on a different meaning. It seems like Halloween kind of shifts to be a lot of adults favorite holiday because people get to dress up, people get to decorate. I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm still a Christmas guy. I mean, I mean, I get that, you know, but it, it the kind of sh- the focus shifts from, hey, you know, oh, I come downstairs and, and open up a whole lot of presents to more like, hey, I'm going to spend time with family. Hey, we're going to have some delicious meals and you'll maybe I'll get one or two big presents I really want. But I don't know. I, it just for me, like I enjoyed Halloween as a kid, but I feel like it's taken on more meaning for me as an adult. Now that, now that it's just not like tunnel vision on, hey, getting free candy, there's so much more to it. It's kind of opened up the holiday to me as an adult. I I can get that. For me, I'm just like, eh. I yeah, I don't. I don't. The only thing I do for Halloween is I watch a few specials and I put out my inflatable pumpkin and and that that's that's me for Halloween. Do you guys get a lot of trick or treaters? No, or do you participate. In I that? I don't participate in that. Okay, okay. So you guys are the the spooky uh, lights off house that people are afraid to go to. They're like, oh, there might be a serial killer in there. Exactly. Okay. Well, you. I mean. You know, one of the things I want to talk about is the ways we celebrate October and Halloween because everybody's getting into the season now. Like, what what have you been watching recently or what do you plan to watch? And what games have you been playing to kind of just celebrate the spooky season? So, uh, game-wise, I did Pumpkin Jack, uh, finished up Heavy Rain. Uh, not sure what else I'm going to dive into with a week to go. Um, and as for watching-wise, I normally watch uh, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I watch uh, Garfield's Halloween special, and uh, I'm going to try to dive into Ghostbusters before the end of the week. Excellent. Now, was that there, we were in our trophy whores uh, Rocket League Thursday chat? I believe your brother had shared last week that he was watching Charlie Brown's The Great Pumpkin as well as the Garfield yes Halloween special. Correct. Correct. Okay, so you both do that. Yes, we both do that. Have you ever gotten together and like had a movie night and done both of those? Together? No. Both families together? No. As as kids, we watched them all the time, but we have not gotten together since we have both 
moved out of the house. We just kind of watch them on our own. Okay, and is it, are you going to watch Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 or just Ghostbusters? I hadn't really decided. I at least want to see Ghostbusters, but if if there's time before Halloween's over with them, I might squeeze in the second one. And you've mentioned Pumpkin Jack before. Like, yes. You just kind of in passing, but like, what exactly is that game like? Like, what style of game is that? Uh, sort of a side... It, uh, side scroller's not the right word, but it's kind of a side scroller slash open world in a sense the, the the maps aren't overly big but the premise of the game is you are uh your spirit is a trickster and the devil is taking over the world but there is this champion of the humans who is this wizard and so the devil puts you back on earth as basically a body with a flaming pumpkin head to thwart the human's champion, the wizard. So it's, it's a fun game. It's not, it's not overly difficult. You know, you, you, you've got combats there. There's a nice ghostbuster reference in there. If you catch it, there's some other references to other uh, movies and whatnot, but the Ghostbusters one stuck out to me. But I, I just enjoyed it. It was just kind of a fun game. Doesn't take itself seriously. And you were actually sharing, you uh, in the Trophy Horse page I saw earlier, you were sharing that Murdered Soul Sp- Suspect was actually on sale. And, you know, you, you obviously, you're like, you're championing the game. You're saying, everyone go buy this. Why do you think everybody should go buy that game? And maybe, you know, tell people a little bit about that game, since, you know, obviously both you and I, as well as Donnie, are all very fond of it. Well, this... Besides of it being an actually perfect game for Halloween, without giving away any of the backdrop of the, of the of the game, it's a perfect Halloween game, and when you play it, you'll understand. But it's a really good story, and the setting of of how they mold in the spirit world in with the real world, I thought was really intriguing and 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 nice. And so that's why I'm like, man, y'all need to play this game, especially for two dollars, because you're not missing out for two dollars. Twenty dollars, it's definitely worth it. But two dollars, y'all, if you hate the game for two dollars, you wouldn't have liked it at all. And you know, plus, what else are you gonna do with that two dollars anyway? Exactly. You're better off spending on Murdered Soul Suspect than anything else. And also, the the cool thing about that is, is like, you know, spirits having unfinished business in this world. Like, it shows how that one spirit directly affects kind of a criminal investigation and how the spirit can kind of clear up. Like, you know, because if you're helping others cross to the other side. Yeah. And it's like as a spirit trying to figure out a way to communicate with the living so you can get your unfinished business done so you can pass on, uh, you know, to the to the spirit world. Like, I, like it was a really cool game and a really cool, sto- cool story. So I'm glad that I didn't buy it, you know, when it released, I played it afterwards, but I'm definitely glad that I played it. And I, I would second you in saying that it's, it's easily worth $60, but then at $2, you're just, you're stealing oh, from it. Yeah. $2, you're stealing a game. And, and, and it was, you know, tricky was, was talking this game way up and it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But then I was the last one to come to the party, but then Donnie and Alex were like, no, 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 it's really good. And it's like, okay. And then I played it and I'm like, no, 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 they're all right. They're all right. It's, we're all right. It's really good. 
Y'all should give it a try. I know why you would be suspicious of Donnie, you know, like a, ba- a black cat crossing your path. But when Donnie and I jump on board, it's like, okay, there's something to this. Yeah, there, there, there is something to this. We're all, we're not, and we were not paid by the people who made it to tell you that it's good. It's just oh, good. I, I, I am never, like, I think we should say that we are never paid for our opinions on, on games. We just on give games. you our, our honest and open opinions about all the games we're playing. Exactly. But no, yeah, that, so, that, that, that's why I was like, man. You know, if you haven't tried the game, go try Murder Soul Suspect. I really enjoyed Pumpkin Jack. Maybe not everybody will, but I really did. I threw in After Party because I just, it, it, it's, again, it's just one of them games you, you play to have fun. It's its its not going to be, you know, a, a multi-award winning game of the year type game, but it was just fun. Fair enough, and you know. Despite the fact that trophies are a big driver for gameplay these days, we still play games for the sake of them being fun. For them being fun, hey, and and there was trophies attached to it, so that's a bonus. Well, I mean, like you, I definitely celebrated this month with some spooky games. Alan Wake Remastered, obviously, is one that I've talked about, not only with Levi, uh, also with Tricky and with Daryl last week. So I rolled credits on Alan Wake. And I went back and got all the collectibles, so now I'm doing my nightmare run through that game. And uh, I my my goal is to have the platinum before Halloween, and I think I I can definitely do that. You'll make even it, even if I That's just good. even if I just finish one episode a day. So I hope to finish that and then move on to the DLC. And then you know there's some other games that I've been playing. That's really the one big game for Halloween I've been playing. But I've also been doing like Halloween events, doing some Halloween in Animal Crossing New Horizons, been doing some Halloween event in Pokemon Go, been doing Halloween event, the Haunted Hollows in Rocket League. So, um, yeah, definitely games are, have been a big part of it, as they always are, but movies also and television shows. We, you know, this past month we've been watching What We Do on the Sha- What we do in the Shadows, the, the television show. Also watch, we, uh, we've also been watching Evil on uh, from CBS been watching we watched squid game which is of course all the rage now on netflix we watched midnight mass on netflix as well which i would recommend both of those and just doing we went back and watched some of the old simpsons treehouse of horrors back from the, the early and mid 90s which oh those are were the good refreshers. ones yeah the, that i feel like that run from like the early 90s to like the late 90s was like the the, the best of treehouse yeah. of horrors yeah yep we watched the muppets haunted mansion recently on on disney plus um, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff and, you know, last night I kind of dipped my toes in the slasher, the, the waters of the slasher flicks. Cause I watched the new Halloween Halloween kills, which I will say that, uh, it's the second movie in the new trilogy of Halloween. And I will say that the, the title Halloween kills definitely delivers because there, I think I read somewhere where there's 34 deaths in that movie, which is one of the, I think the highest kill count of any Halloween movie. So there's a lot of slasher going on in that movie. And while I will say, like, it's not like, it's, I mean, it's a Halloween movie these days. I feel like they've taken a lot of the suspense, because, like, you know, a lot of it was psychological horror. I mean, there still is some of that. But I think that in the early days, in the 80s, the first movie was so good because of a lot of the psychological horror they did. It wasn't necessarily about all the gore and stuff. This one definitely is turned, and it's like, there's a lot more gore than just, you know, pure psychological horror. There's not a lot of intelligent psychological horror in there. It's just outright death and destruction which a lot of you know horror movies these days do that but so i'm glad i watched it i i wouldn't say that it's a must watch must see movie i i I think it's fine if you're a halloween fan i think that you know you're gonna watch it anyway so not a great movie 
But I am interested to see what they do with the next movie in the trilogy, which caps that off and is supposed to bring to an end the the franchise that started in the 70s in 1978 when the, the original Halloween happened in canon. The uh, the next one is called Halloween Ends. So I'm excited to see how they do that movie and they wrap it up. So even though I look at this movie and it's like, man, this is not a great movie, that being Halloween Kills, I, I'm definitely glad that I watched it. But also I'm intrigued and excited to see the next movie because I want to see exactly how they carry out Halloween Ends. So. But yeah, that's just uh, some of the movies and games I've been playing. And we've been going out and doing stuff. We went to the... Every year here in Louisville, they do uh, a Jack-O-Lantern Spectacular at Iroquois Park. It's basically a big trail with over 5,000 pumpkins, and they've got colored pumpkins. There's always a theme. They did television this year, so they do, you know, special pumpkins for every decade of of television. So you've got, like, Friends for the 90s. You've got uh, also Fred and Stimpy for the 90s. You've got for the 50s. You've got I Love Lucy. There's just all these different uh, pumpkins signifying and representing each era of, of film or television, I should say. And then they've got, like, specific pumpkins specific pumpkins for each streaming service so like there's game of thrones for hbo and they do netflix so they've got stranger things like there's just a lot of really cool things they do with that so that's a great show so if you're ever anywhere near and this is for you yield if you're ever anywhere within driving distance of louisville and you can go see the jack o spectacular it's a fantastic show it's worth it yeah it's definitely worth it and, you know, we want to go do a haunted house. There's a haunted house called the Devil's Attic, Attic here in Louisville that we've never been to before, so we want to go do that before the end of the the, the month. Uh, we went to see at the Speed Art Museum down uh, near uh, the UofL campus here in Louisville. We went to see Supernatural America, uh, the, Paramo- the Paranormal in American Art. A lot of really cool art in that. Um, and it, one of the, actually, I think my favorite piece from that was one that was uh, Ichabod Crane and the, the Headless Horseman, so... Uh, that was probably my favorite, but a lot of cool, like, religious art and just spooky paranormal art at that show. So, it, you know, Supernatural America, if it's ever anywhere near you, uh, I don't know if this was just kind of a, a co- I think it was a collection, just, I don't know if this is specific to the speed, but uh, it was a really cool exhibit. So, if you ever get a chance to see Supernatural America, it's it's fantastic. So, just kind of some of the things that we've been doing to celebrate October. We've been trying to get out there, Yield. Didn't do a ton of stuff during the summer, but when we get to October, it's like we really, really get into the spirit. I don't know if you could tell. We're not. We, nah, we do it a lot. Nah, you, you, you couldn't tell. I, 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 I think you can do a little more. Well, like I said, we're going to try to do a haunted house, and then we've also got uh, Halloween coming out ne- next Sunday, so we want to you know, get out there. Kids are going to go trick-or-treating. We're going to have big bowls of candy for everyone, so we want to we wanna do it right for October and have a good month and you know, look back and say, you know what? We had a great October. So, um. You know, I mentioned Yield, obviously one of the things that I've been playing, obviously you've been playing as well, is Rocket League. Everything, every time this year, uh, annually they do the Haunted Hallows event. They, you know, they've kind of moved away from doing like all the random spooky Halloween, like black cats and ghosts and witches, like all the random items, the random horror items, and moved to more licensed things. So a couple years ago they did the Stranger Things tie-in. Last year for the Haunted Hellos, they did Ghostbusters, and this year they're doing the DC crossover with specifically Batman and Gotham City. And just kind of yield, wanted to get your thoughts on how you you perceive kind of this this year's Haunted Hallows, because it's been really good in the past. They always do a really good job with this. Just kind of your thoughts on like the items and just kind of in general how you feel about the event. So at first, um, I was kind of bummed about it. Not, not because that it was Batman, because, I mean... I like Batman probably as much as the next person. I was just bummed that it wasn't kind of just a Halloween specific. Uh, but once we got into it, I actually like all the the items that you get for 
um, the Haunted Hallows. I made myself a pretty cool Gotham SWAT van that mixes, you know, I, I, I was able to pick up, I picked up one of the Batman gold explosions. And Which one of those did you get? Did you get the 89 one, the Christian I, Bale one, or like the recent, the 2018 or 2016 one it was? I, I got the 89 one. That's the best one. See, now, me, I was torn because I, I would like, I'd like the music in one, but the design in another, you know, it was like, I want to take the best of all three and make one because I, I, I didn't have one I was overly like in love with. And I debated between, uh, the dark Knight and 89 and I went with 89. So, but I ended up making like, I, I, so for those of you who don't know, uh, one of the decals for, uh, the van was a Gotham, the Gotham swap, uh, decal for the van and a Joker's got ha 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 written all over it. And so I have that. I have the Mr. Freeze wheels with, uh, the Which winter with, with, with is the, the, is the best item. Yeah. That they released the Mr. With, Freeze wheels with, with the winter storm rocket trail. So it goes with the freeze wheels. I got the Joker rocket, uh, boost. So it's laughing every time I go down which uh, the track that, yeah you go screaming down the, the track and it's joker laughing joker. which i'm gonna be honest that could get really really annoying, annoying. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm glad i'm annoying the other team and then i got the harley quinn hat topper on my vehicle and so i i, I kind of I, I was digging it i was running it last week now this week i'll probably run my my more my halloween my skull crusher car but i i was i, I actually i like i said i really like the the items that you got, you know, the different car toppers and wheels and, and items. So I, I, I think they did a really good job with this. Yeah. And I think initially like some of the feelings in our group were that, Oh, this isn't super Halloweeny, but I would argue that, I mean, yeah, at Halloween time, everyone kind of, you know, a lot of people will tend to dress as superheroes and stuff like that, but Batman's a little different. I mean, bats are part of Halloween in general, but then Batman and Gotham are very like, it's a very dark, Dark, gritty, spooky play like gotham is a spooky city and the you look at the villains you got like joker you got Clayface, you have killer croc i mean like they really feed into the fear and stuff that kind of comes around a halloween so i think that gotham city and batman in general like is a if you're gonna do superhero like that's the best possible one you can pick so i thought it was a good choice and you know like i said i think from now on we're gonna get licensed properties so yield if you want your random halloween items like just gravestones and stuff like that skeletons you're probably not gonna get them because they want to use stuff that's going to entice people to spend money. And stuff like Batman, Ghostbusters, more popular mainstream properties yeah. are probably how, the way they're going to try to entice people to spend money. Yeah, which, I mean, I get it. They're free to play now. they got to do things to to keep the money flow going. So, like I said, I, I, was, I was disappointed, but after playing it, I'm like, you know, this isn't bad. Did you play any of Gotham City Rumble? Where they, the kind of, if you didn't know, uh, Gotham, it's like a the soccer part of the game, but it's with like specific items that you get to use like a, like a punching a boxing glove or like a, fr- a cryo freeze on the ball. So you can use these items to kind of make the game a little bit more chaotic. And for the, the uh, haunted hellos event, they've changed it to be more Batman themed with the items. So did you, have you played any of that? No, I did not dive into any of the, of the, of the special event. Fair enough. We, we tend to stay to the, just the regular soccer. Yes, we do. I mean, I, they, played, I played some snow day, that was about it. And I, I, the one thing I really liked when they went free to play for these special events, you know, they still like they used to do it where 
you would have to spend, like, you would earn in-game currency for playing events, and it would be a random amount that you got for any game you played. So you would maybe have to play, like, 10 to 15 games to be able to afford an item that you wanted in the shop. Well, now, you just have to do specific tasks within the game, which makes it, you know, it's still, it's far more engaging. It's it's not, like I said, the whole random aspect of the just getting random in-game currency is really stupid. Uh, so the fact that you can complete random task or you complete specific tasks, like get three saves in one game or get 10 saves overall, and then you just earn that, that free item. Like, that's really cool. So I love that they I, made that I, change. I appreciate that better. Yes. Yeah. They, they brought that over and it's a change they made last year when they went free to play for special events. So I really like that. And like you overall, I'm very high on this event. There's still a few more things I need to get in the Haunted Hallows. There's a, a Poison Ivy trail that I need to get for doing like 20 or 25 first touches in games. And there's, there's a few others I still need to get. But like I said, the, the Mr. Freeze ones were really good. I love the, the Joker decal for the Dominus and also the Batman acceleration boost where you got the bat symbol behind. And then oh, you've got yeah. like, you've got like the, 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 like the rush of light and kind of like the, the I think I, are they smaller bat signals? There's, there's some kind of thing about Batman that is emanating from the, the larger bat signal, which is really cool. So that that whole thing, like, just some of my favorite items. But overall, I think they did a really good job with the items themselves. So, overall, another another great Haunted Hallows event. And, yeah, they continue to kill it with these. So, uh, great season of Rocket League. Kind of capped off here by a great Haunted Hallows event. I can't complain. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, the, the, I, I feel that this has been their best season, award-wise, as we've said before. And Haunted Hallows is on, is on par with that. Yeah. And of course, you know, one of the, th- like, every, you know, a lot of games from Fortnite to Rocket League to Pokemon Go, they all have specific events they're doing right now for Halloween to kind of capitalize on the the seasonal, the flurry of seasonal love that's going on right now. And one of the things we always get, or people always like to talk about, especially when it comes to games, is well, what, what horror games are you going to play? You know, what are the spooky games you would recommend? Or you, you know, what are your, your favorite horror games of all time? And you know, I looked up a couple of lists. Just went to went to Google, put typed in a little search, and came up with a few lists that you know I think we could just kind of go over and comment upon, come on comment on, and you know maybe this will give people some ideas on what they they want to play, or uh, you know if not this year maybe next year, or you know who may who go who knows you know we're still in autumn going into November, so maybe they they kind of want to carry over carry spooky season over and play some of these games during November as well. So what do you think we what do you say? What do we take a look at a couple of these lists? All right, let's do it. Okay, so this first one comes from a website, nerdmuch.com, and the article is written by Rise Pugachu. Sorry if I, uh, actually, I think it's Reese. So Reese, sorry if I butchered your first name and your last name there. The title of the article is 50 Scariest Horror Games of All Time, and this was released on October 1st, 2021. The number one game, and I don't know if these are any particular order. I don't know if there's any particular order, but here we'll we'll uh, we'll just go through the entire list. Number one, Silent Hill Two, release date September twenty fourth, two thousand one, on PS three, Xbox, Xbox three sixty, and PC. Developer and publisher is Konami. Number two is the Resident Evil series one through four, uh, conveniently leaving out <laughs> five and six there. Uh, release date March twenty second, nineteen ninety six. Systems PC, Nintendo DS, NES, GameCube, PSP, Wii, PlayStation, and PS three. Developer and publisher is Capcom. 
System Shock 2 at number 3, release date August 11th, 1999. PC is the system, developer Irrational Games, and Night Dive Studios was the publisher. Number 4 of Favorite of Levi's, Alien Isolation. Release date October 7th, 2014. Systems PS4, Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS3, PC. Developer Creative Assembly, publisher is Sega. And Yield, if you have any of these games that you want to talk about, uh, please feel free to stop. Oh, absolutely. If you get the one I've played, I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Alan Wake at number five. Tricky, That's this is for you. Alan Wake at number five, release date May 14th, 2010, and of course we have the remaster out now. Systems Xbox 360 and PC, developer and publisher is Remedy Entertainment. Six's Layers of Fear, released February 15th, 2016, for the PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC. The developer is Bloober Team, and Asper is the publisher. At number seven, we've got Evil Within 2, Release date, October 13th, 2017. Systems are PS4, Xbox One, PC. Developer is Tango Gameworks, and the publisher is Bethesda. Dead Space, one of my personal favorites, at number 8. Release date, October 13th, 2008. 2008. 2008. Systems PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, PC, Android, and iOS. Developer is EA Redwood Shores, and EA is a developer. I should mention that... In case you want to go out and buy this game, I mean, you're free to do that, but they are doing the, I always forget, is it the, it's the remake next year, right, Yield, or is it the reboot? I, be, I believe it's, yeah. It's, I Every think it's single time remake. this game comes up, I can't remember. But yeah, so they're coming out with the Dead Space likely next year or so, uh, but if you want to go ahead and play the older game, Dead Space is an amazing game. Like, the sound design, like, just a, the fact that EA Redwood did not only a good job with the combat and making the enemies terrifying and scary and just but the way they use sound design and and the the music to make you feel isolated even more isolated in this you know space station sitting out in outer space is a masterpiece of horror and probably my favorite horror game of all time if you if you've never played BioShock and or sorry if you've never played Dead Space then I would highly recommend and you and you like horror games then this is kind of one of the best games you can possibly play Number 9, Amnesia The Dark Descent, release date September 8th, 2010, systems PS4 and PC, developer and publisher is Frictional Games. Fear at number 10, release date October 18th, 2005, system is PC, developer Monolith Productions and Warner Brothers. And of course the big thing from that game was the the character of Alma, who is the, the, the spooky ghost in that that struck fear in the hearts of everybody. 11 is Fatal Frame. Release date December 13th, 2001. Systems PS3, Xbox, and PS3. PS3 twice. Developer and publisher is Tecmo. And by the way, if you're if you're wondering why I'm going through all the systems, if you actually want to go back and play these games, I want you guys to you know be able to find or know what systems they're on. So that's kind of why I'm going through uh, quite a bit of this yield. I mean, do you think that I should keep going through all the, the systems in years yield? or? Well, uh, are, are you going to go through all top 50? I'm, I'm going to read all 50. Oh, then go away, man. Go. Uh, Until Dawn is at number 12, uh, uh, released on August 5th, 25th, 2015, is for the PS4, by developed by Supermassive Games, and publisher is Sony. Now, that that's one I might try to get to by the end of the week. I, you should, because Until Dawn is a fantastic game. Like It's one of those games that when people were kind of talking early on about the PS4, and it's like, there's no games to play or no exclusive games to play. Shuhei Yoshida you know, pulled out Rezogun and mentioned Until Dawn as well, and he was damn right, he was dead right, because Until Dawn is a fantastic game. You know, it's 
one of those games where you make choices and based on those choices it just you, you know it determines who lives and who dies and you can definitely make it through the story with everybody surviving i think my first playthrough only one person died well maybe of, of all the people that could survive i think only one person died but you know it's a spooky game where you 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 and your friends are going to this this mountain cabin to commemorate you know the story starts out a year before where one of your friends has died and all these friends gather together a year later to kind of commemorate that and pay pay tribute to their their fallen friend and the story goes on through there and, it, and like i said basically it's you essentially trying to survive your your trip your second trip to the to the cabin and the way that you play the game and the choices you make determines who lives and who dies it's it's a really well written game a fantastic story and just in in general a really uh a spooky atmosphere with with definitely one a, a twist that you definitely may not see coming so you think you know everything and then all of a sudden they turn turn it on its head so i would highly recommend until dawn another game that i've played in platinum is bloodborne at 13 uh system is ps4 developers from software and the publisher is sony i don't really think i i'm gonna stop reading the date shield because i don't think we really need to do that but i do still okay. want people to know how they can play the game and what's absolutely outlast which is a game that levi has talked about before at number 14 you can play it on ps4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc developer and publisher are red barrels outlast 2 coming up right behind that at number 15 ps4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc once again Developer and publisher still being Red Barrels. Manhunt at number 16, which originally released all the way back in 2003 on the PS2, Xbox, and PC. Developer Rockstar North and Rockstar Games. Yield, did you ever play this game? Uh, a little bit. A uh, buddy of mine had it, and I kind of played it some at his house, but I, you know, not enough to be like, you know, it's really good, really bad, or really a form of an opinion. I just I played it a little bit at their house passing the controller. It's definitely a very unique game because, you know, you come from Rockstar doing Grand Theft Auto and Bully to something like this. And it's like a television show where gore is going to get you through the end. Like it's a television show and you have to make it through just basically murdering all those all these people within the game. Uh, basically, it's a, a murder to survive kind of television show game show. So very sick and twisted. It's one of those games that brought a lot of infamy to Rockstar when it came out. And it definitely was one of those games that people looked at and parents looked at and said, holy shit, like this is what video game developers are producing now. So definitely not one for the kids, a very mature game, but I I enjoyed Manhunt and to be on, like, I mean, that sounds kind of sick. I really enjoyed Manhunt, but I, I it being such a unique game for the time, I, I, I definitely um, am glad that I had the chance to play it. And then also towards the end, there is definitely a scene with one of the spook, the scarier characters in the game, just a scene where you're, uh, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but there's a scene where you are kind of faced off head to head with this really scary, gruesome character in the game. And like just kind of the whole atmosphere is it, it is terrifying. Um, so there I, I can't give away too much more, but there are it is a definitely a very scary game uh, being Manhunt, violent and scary. So perfect, perfect for the month of October. And it generally is, I think you can buy it on newer systems, at least I think you can buy it and play it on PS4. It's usually on sale, so I'm sure you can find Manhunt on sale or for very cheap these days. Matter of fact, I think it's on sale right now uh, in the Halloween sale of the PSN. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, a very mature game, but if you're an adult and you can think you can handle like a game where you have to murder survive, and that is being broadcast for other people's entertainment within game, 
then, you know, I would definitely check it out. At number 17, we have Condemned Criminal Origins for the Xbox 360 and PC. Developer Monolith Productions and publisher is Sega. Doom 3 at 18 for Xbox and PC. Developers id Software and the publisher was Activision. 19 is Soma. P- the systems you can find it on is PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Developer and publisher is Frictional Games. Number 20, Stories Untold, which is a game I'm not familiar with, but it's available on PC. The developer is No Code and the publisher is digital or is devolver digital evil within another tango game works joint and published by bethesda you can find it on ps3 xbox 360 ps4 xbox one and pc at 22 there's the observer on ps4 xbox one and pc developers bloober team and the publishers asper dark wood at 23 released uh system is pc and then we've got publishing developer acid was acid wizard studios 24 is Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, again, one I'm not familiar with. Developer and publisher's Team Salvato, and you can find it on PC. At 25, we have a game that Yield has played, We Happy Few, by Compulsion Games. Systems are PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yield, is that a game that you would recommend other people play? I, I haven't played We Happy Few. Have you? I thought you had talked about it on the, on the show before. No, no, no. Tricky what, might have, but it wasn't me. What the hell am I thinking of? I, I don't know. All right, scratch that thing. Yield has not played that. No, I have not played that. 26 is The Land of Pain uh, on PC, and it uh, developer and publisher is Alessandro Guzzo. 27 is Get Even for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Developer is The Farm 51, Bandai Namco Entertainment being the publisher. Seventh Guest, developed by Trilobite. The publisher is Virgin Interactive Entertainment for PC, iOS, and Android. Number 29, we have Half-Life from Valve Corporation and published by Sierra Studios. Published all the way back in 1998. Systems are PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. A game that I've played and I can assure you is incredibly frantic. Left for Dead at number 30 for Xbox 360 and PC. Developer and publishers Valve Corporation. Yield, do you have any interest in Back for Blood, which is available for the PS5? And as we've seen, it's also available on Game Pass for free if you subscribe to Game Pass. Uh, you have any interest in these games, Left for Dead? Because you know, obviously, it's a a shoot, a first-person shooter. But the, the the thing is, it's very team-based. It's you and your team trying to survive against hordes of zombies. Any interest in that? Uh, possibly. I mean, I I've seen them uh, pushing the the uh, the, the Back for Dead pretty hard but i had back, no back idea, for blood or back for blood but i had no idea what it was about i mean all i've seen is just them kind of promoting it but i mean i wouldn't be opposed to it you just gotta as with most team-based games you gotta have the right team you certainly do i mean i'm sure you know friends would be the the most uh preferred method there yes or if you you know you can do couch co-op because obviously playing online with people you're bound to find some jokers who can ruin the experience so and another multiplayer-heavy game at 31, Friday the 13th, The Game, from developer Ilphonic, who we know is working on a Ghostbusters game. They love their spooky games, Yield. They're, they're very October-centric games here. Publisher is Gun Media, with systems being PS4, Xbox One, and PC. At 32, we have maybe the oldest game on this list at 1992, Alone in the Dark, for the PC, iOS, PlayStation, PS2, Wii, Xbox 360, and PS3, from InfoGrames. Think- Info was that sure. the one where was was that the one where you where you were like in like Antarctica? 
I don't know about that. Um, I don't know. I, I, we, there was a know, more a recent Alone in the Dark that was kind of like a was it was it a first person shooter? I can't remember. But this is I don't know. this is not Alone in the Dark. Looks to me like an adventure game. Adventure style. Okay. Game. All right. Maybe it's not. I know. I know. We kind of. I kind of played one with some with some buddies, and that that, that sounds kind of it we rented it one weekend because we were all curious about it and it was kind of like in, in antarctica and it was you're not like, thinking of uh, the thing are you that's what i'm thinking of okay okay that sounded i was like that sounds like a movie plot line of course i think there's also uh, a video game for the thing as well uh but just kind of a i'm actually going to read from the article here a little sum- summation a summary of alone in the dark uh this is the oldest game on this list as i said and some consider it to be the game that popularized the survival horror genre, much the same way Wolfenstein popularized the FPS genre. Alone in Dark is the first to really get survival horror right, from inventory management to being nearly defenseless against monsters. Inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, this game shows a lot of weird and wonderful monsters from the other side hiding in the oddest places like a bathtub, for example, as any monster should in a horror game. As the player, you are equipped with melee combat weapons, usually a sword or dagger. In addition, the old controls force you to rethink combat very carefully and figure out how to properly hit your enemy without getting yourself damaged. So yeah, uh, if you like the old school games, and as it, according to this author, the game that popularized survival horror, then check out Alone in the Dark. At 33, we have Amnesia, a machine for pigs. From publisher Frictional Games, developed by the Chinese Room and systems available PS4 and PC. Among the Sleep is at 34, systems PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Developer and publisher is Krillbyte Studio. Catherine at 35, on the PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, and PS Vita from Atlas. Deadly Premonition at 36, systems PS3, Xbox 360, and PC from Access Games and publisher Microsoft. It's always odd to see Microsoft tied in to a game that's available on the PS, on the PlayStation systems at all. Yeah. 37 is Forbidden Siren. Systems PS4, PS2, PS3, and PC. Developer is uh, SCE Japan Studio, and Sony is the, the publisher. Number 38, we have Alice Madness Returns, which is, you know, Al- uh, a play on the whole Alice in Wonderland thing. Although a very, very different take on things. The systems are PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Developer is Electronic Arts, and de- or, excuse me, publisher is Electronic Arts, and the developer is Spicy Horse. Uh, just to give you a little background on this game, Alice Madness Returns, and this is coming straight from, straight from the article, is a sequel to American McGee's Alice, which was published in 2000. This is a psychological horror. Uh, this psychological horror twists the story of Alice in Wonderland by focusing less on the fantastical world of Wonderland and more on Alice herself and her struggle to overcome her trauma-induced psychosis. I did enjoy that game when I played it. I will say, though, that my only gripe that I can think of at the moment was that each of the levels lasted way too long. So, like, you were playing through a level for what seemed like hours, and I feel like they could have, you know, better or more properly sectioned off the different sections of that game so you didn't feel like you just had to sit there and drone on and on and on and play forever to actually get through a section of the game. So, Uh, But visually and just kind of, like, the way they twist the, the Alice narrative, the Alice in Wonderland narrative... And how they make it much darker. Like it was, it was a really cool take on the Alice in World. Excuse me, the Alice in Wonderland world. So I mean, I, I had my issues with that game. Really, like I said, the only thing I can remember is just how poorly they kind of paced it. But just kind of their the whole take on Alice in Wonderland. I I mean, if you've grew up with Alice in Wonderland, I definitely think that it's worth you playing just to kind of see how they they play with the narrative and the characters. 
At 39, we have Limbo, which is a game that I can recommend. I love Limbo. For, uh, you can find it on Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS Vita, PS3, PS4, PC, OS X, and iOS, and Android. From Play Dead and Microsoft Game Studios, developer uh, being Play Dead. Uh, and like I said, Limbo was a game that, you know, caught a lot of eyes for how stylistically, like how stylized the art style is and just kind of how dark. It's very much like white, gray, and black. So it's it's kind of, um, it's one of those games that caught fire on Xbox Live Arcade. One of the, the first, I feel like, maybe not one of the first, but one of the, you know, during the 2000s, the uh, one of those indie games that really caught people's attention. Not just, you know, the gameplay was good, but more so for its art style. And it was kind of one of those games where I think it came to Xbox first. And if you were a PlayStation owner, you saw Limbo and you're like, man, I really, really want to play that. Thankfully, it came to, it eventually came to the, the PlayStation consoles. Like I said, you can get on PS3 and PS4. Uh, but a very stylized game, but also just kind of a, a really uh, intriguing and kind of evocative narrative story within Limbo. Not not the longest game in the world. It's like, it is an indie style game. It's an indie style. It's an indie side scroller. Uh, but just the visual style and just kind of the kind of the narrative that they weave in the story, nah, it just it that's kind of one of those games that I, I I would always recommend. You know, it's not something you would have to invest heavily in to get a lot of out. And I I, I just really enjoy Limbo, not just for it being creepy, but for how simplistically they tell a really good story, uh, and how you know it doesn't help that doesn't hurt the fact that they have really creepy large spiders in that game as well because. Unlike Tricky, you know, I don't necessarily like spiders, but, you know, seeing a spider on screen, having a spider come after me and, you know, try to eat me, is it going to make me turn around and run like the way it would for Tricky? So, uh, Yield, did you ever play Limbo? No, I did not. There, there, There's not very many spooky-ish games that I played. Yeah, it's uh, a little uh, excerpt, excerpt from the article here. The, this trial-by-death puzzle platformer may not be as trigger-happy as many of the other games in this list, but it'll certainly has what it takes to get your blood pumping. And kind of, you know, having a horror game be less about, you know, item management and, you know, gunplay and having it be more puzzle-focused definitely made Limbo stick out. So, yeah, if you've never played Limbo, what the hell are you waiting for? It's a fantastic game. Also from Play Dead at number 40, we have Inside... For PS4, PC, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and iOS, uh, another puzzle-based um, game with a lot that does a lot with uh, tension and story. Uh, Inside's another really good game. I, I think that Limbo definitely got more love at the time uh, when it came out, so I think Limbo got more press. But Inside is another really, really good game, and not a bad trophy list either. So if you know you want, I don't think it has a platinum, but if you just want a game, a game that has a good story, it's really creative in the way that it tells that story. And, you know, is very spooky and, and plays with light and dark really well. Inside's another great game from Playdead. Little Nightmares at 41 for PC, or, uh, PC, Xbox One, and PS4 from Bandai Namco Entertainment from Tarsier Studios. Uh, 42, we have Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice for PS4 and PC. I believe Excellent you, game. I believe you can also play on 360 as well. Or, or no, sorry, not 360, on, on uh, Xbox One as well. Publisher is Ninja Theory, and developer is also Ninja Theory. Uh, Ninja Theory being purchased by Microsoft Game Studios early this year, so Hellblade, uh, the next Hellblade game, will we will not on PlayStation be able to play it. So uh, that is a shame. Uh, but you can still go back and play Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice, which is a really good game. And they did a lot with Psychosis, not just kind of visually and with the combat and the enemies. 
and just the visual style, but with the music and just kind of hearing voices in the game and just kind of like these voices driving the main character mad. Uh, it just, it did a lot to make you feel like you yourself were kind of going crazy. So, uh, and you know, a really, you don't like, I, we see Norse mythology gain, gain a lot of popularity in games these days, but the fact that they, they did this take on Norse mythology and it has kind of the spookier, more horror twist to it, I think does a, a, a great service for Hellblade because it kind of sets it apart from the le- the rest of the you know we've seen God of War go into the Norse lands it, it kind of sets it apart from the other games and other movies that um, any other popular media that might be focused on Norse mythology you'll anything you want to add to that no um and I, I thought it was really for, for me you know getting not knowing much about um Norse mythology. I thought the game had some some really cool boss fights as well against Surt and uh, Valravin, and then also Valravin being kind of like this this witch doctor that was kind of decked out like a raven, and Surt being this fire giant, and then the 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 boss fight preceding the final encounter was really cool in the dark with this giant enemy, and then of course you get to where you're going, and the kind of really cool twist they do on the final boss is and just kind of where they leave you is is not a lot of things that most video games do so ninja theory taking a lot of chances here with hellblade and i I think that uh, really paying off is someone who because i've never heard anybody who's played that game shit on it most people seem to like that game and the fact that they use the game to kind of conquer mental mental health issues and mental illness and then also using some of the funds that they made off the game to donate to charities dealing with those as well was something really cool and made you want to support them in general um, so yeah, good on Ninja Theory for that, and also just making a really good game in Hellblade. It's a shame that we're not going to be able to play the sequel yield, but that's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, that unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's it's okay. At number three or number forty three, we have Bioshock. Developer publisher is Two K Games with Two K Games Boston and Two K Australia developing for PC, Xbox three hundred and sixty, Xbox One, PS three, PS four, Mac OS X, and iOS. Uh, don't need don't know that I need to say much about Bioshock. It is a very creepy game. The setting deep under the sea, this failed underwater city with the splicer turning around and just the neon lights and just sparking, you know, electricity everywhere, dark corridors, creepy laughs, just the big daddies walking around with the little sisters. Just a very, very creepy game. But, you know, an incredible story that they tell in there. Not I I still think that Bioshock Infinite is my favorite Bioshock game, but as a creepy first-person shooter, uh, in, in they don't get much better than Bioshock, and just kind of the the way they told the story, the story they told with one of the greatest video game twists of all time, and just the setting of Rapture, the underwater city, and just kind of all the cool plasmids and weapons you get to play with. I, I think they made, definitely made a better combat system in Bioshock 2, because you get to dual-wield a plasmid and a weapon, but all the stuff they did with Bioshock, t- Bioshock except for maybe the final boss fight, was lauded for good reason because Bioshock is an amazing game and just probably one of the coolest video game settings I've ever ever seen. At number forty four, we have Bioshock Two for PC, Xbox three sixty, Xbox One, PS three, PS four, OS X, developed by Two K Marin and published by Two K Games. Bioshock Two catches a lot of shit because you know people are like you know Bioshock. We had so many great feelings tied to Bioshock, and Bioshock 2 can never meet those. It's kind of an unnecessary game, but Bioshock 2, as far as gameplay, is better than Bioshock. It's just you don't get the same 
shock and awe of like the first time you went down into Rapture. But I also doesn't think don't think that should nullify the game. I think Bioshock Two was a really good game overall, despite all the shit it catches. So uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Bioshock Two. So if you like Bioshock, I mean Bioshock Two is definitely worth your time. The Last of Us at forty five, Tricky's favorite game of all time for PS three and PS four. Developer is Naughty Dog, of course, with Sony Computer Entertainment being the publisher. Uh, Last of Us gets a lot of praise for a lot of reasons, and it is a a very different style of horror game. Not it's it definitely a survival game. Not doesn't play on the whole darkness vibe. You know, a lot of horror games, you're like, oh, you know, as it's dark. You know, I'm going through this haunted mansion. It's this dark corridor. I, I'm I'm really freaked out by all this. I'm in this deliberately dark setting with these monsters coming at me. Not necessarily like that. They don't really play with your fear in that way, but obviously there are monsters in the game. You uh, you are overmatched physically, and you have to make use of limited resources, so they do a good job, not only of telling a good story, but also making you feel like you are, you're in, always in danger. And yeah. you, like, the, the extra, they give you credible threats to be afraid of. So, even though they don't you know, use some of the, the the proper tropes of a horror game of, you know, playing on everyone's fear of light and dark. I, I definitely think that you could consider The Last of Us a horror game because it's meant to get your blood pumping yield. Yes, it does. Yes. Perhaps maybe the best Resident Evil game at 46. Resident Evil 4 publisher and developer is Capcom. You can play this on a litany of systems. The PS2, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, GameCube, Wii, PC, iOS, and Android. At 47, we have Colap from IMGN.pro, developer and publisher, systems PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter at 48 from The Astronauts on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which kind of obviously helped reinvigorate the, the Resident Evil franchise. We went to the more action-oriented Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6, and then all the survival horror fans like, what have you done to our Resident Evil series? And then Capcom goes, here's Resident Evil 7. Enjoy. And, you know, as Levi's talked about, that is a game that has a huge fan base. You know, all the people who were wanted a true survival horror sp- experience from Resident Evil again got that. So great on Capcom for going back to Resident Evil's roots and making a, a terrifying game, from, from what I understand. You can play it on PS4, PSVR, Xbox One, and PC. I'm going to be honest. Would you ever want to play this game, as, as scary as it's, as people have said that this game is, being locked in a, a house and trying to escape from psychopaths, would you ever want to play this game in VR yield? No, absolutely not. I mean, don't get me wrong. It definitely has to enhance the horror aspect of the game, but my god, that'd be terrifying. Uh see and then was that yeah uh, resident evil is number 50 and number 49 and wow so this list left off at 49 they did not leave a 50th one uh epic fail yeah uh yeah unless i'm missing something it ends on 49 and not 50 so i'll throw out another game there um shadows of the damned from shinji mikami uh that is another really good or at least i feel um survival horror game very very shoot 'em up um but definitely plays on your fear of the dark and you know i think uh, let me see if i can find uh to give everyone a little synopsis because i've been it's been a long time since i have played that game but i believe that you have to essentially go to hell and uh save your girlfriend let me see here 
Okay, so Shadows of the Damned comes from EA. Uh, uh, you know, we shit on EA, but let's give EA a little bit of credit here. They uh, this was a good one. This comes uh, anything I'm going to read here comes from the EA, from EA.com, ElectronicArts.com. Uh, Shadows of the Damned, Creative Geniuses Suda51 from No More Heroes fame and Shinji Mikami for Resident Evil fame present Shadows of the Damned, an all an all new twisted vision of hell unlike anything you've seen before. Game features brutally twisted boss battles bring your wrath upon some of the biggest, most memorable, and thrilling boss battles ever created. Heart-wrenching storyline, a lost love, and the journey through hell to get her back and are the backdrop for this warped tale. Harness the power of light to defeat the army of dark, manipulate the balance of light and dark to defeat vicious enemies, solve mind-boggling puzzles, and bring hell to its knees. Uh, so that gives you kind of an idea of what uh, you're looking for and what you're looking uh, forward to in that game. Uh, it's a game that I have a platinum for, and I've played through it, so... I can personally recommend that game. Again, kind of, it, it's always interesting to see the depictions of hell in video games because we all have this, you know, from religion, we all have this idea of what hell is. But it's always kind of nice to see how different video game creators, that what their take of hell is, because this take of hell is, I assure you, different from anything else, you know, anything different, much different from something like Hellblade's New Sacrifice. Um, so uh, I definitely would recommend that if you're looking for a 50th horror game to play, that uh, you make that Shadows of the Damned by EA and um, Shinji Mikami and Suda51. All right, so Yield, that first list took a long, long time. Yes. Uh, real quick, I just want to get your thoughts on this second list here that I that I came across from Games Radar and Leon Hurley. It's titled Best Horror Games to Play Right Now. Uh, and it's just... Uh, 25 games here, so we're going to get this list over pretty quickly. Number 25 is Returnal, which is a game that's definitely on my list. Number 24 is Slender the Eight Pages, which may be the most terrifying game I've ever played. I played that game when I was sitting in a room. It was a dark room, but I was surrounded by, you know, I think uh, a group of people. I, I was not alone in the room, and it was still an absolutely terrifying game. Had you Have you played that game, Yield, or you, you know what it is? I know. I've never heard of it. So, you ever heard of Slenderman? No. So essentially the uh, the premise of this game is you are in the woods. You cannot defend yourself. You cannot fight. All you can do is run. And these, it kind of goes on the story of there are a number of children that have been missing, have gone missing. And the supposed person responsible is Slenderman, this tall guy in a suit that has this face that's just faceless. So it's just basically this tall, like, spirit-like figure. So essentially in this game, you are wandering through this dark forest and you have a flashlight. And you have to find eight pages. So that's why it's called Slender the Eight Pages. And as you find every single page, you know, you're going on first. And essentially, as you collect each page, Slender Man comes after you faster and harder. So the object of the game is to find all eight pages. But again, as you go on, he, he comes for you even more so. So you'll collect a page and it'll give you story. And it basically, you know, there are eight missing children. Each page corresponds to one of them. And some of these, some of these are in tight spaces. You'll have to go like into a bathroom and collect a page. And maybe you know, if it's your fourth page or your third page, you'll turn around and Slenderman's right there, and you gotta get, you gotta hightail it. So essentially, that's it. Is you've got this presence, this this enemy coming after you, this terrifying enemy that you can't fight one on one. If you try to, you're dead. So you basically have to run and find the eight pages before Slenderman can get you. And it's fucking creepy as hell. It sounds intense. 23 is Fatal Frame 2 Crimson Butterfly at 20... I said... I think I said 22. Uh, it's 23. 22 is Mundon. 
21, Resident Evil Village, which of course was on the other list as well. 20, Alan Wake. Uh, Alan Wake getting a lot of love this month. Number number 19 is Carrion, which I think is now available or soon to be, be available for the PlayStation 4. Uh, so initially when I, Steven came on and talked about that game on a previous show, and I think that it originally re- released for the Switch, but did not come out for the PlayStation family console. So you can play Carrion now on the PlayStation 4 if you would like. At number 18, we have Prey. 17, Little Nightmares 2, which is another game that was that uh, we saw on the last list. You know, before it's all sudden done, I might throw my phone if this page doesn't load faster. <laughs> don't, don't do that. You'll leave the audience in suspense. Or they're like, God damn, this is boring. Stop reading from these <laughs> list. 16 is Until Dawn. Next page. Thanks, article. You can't. See, this is what they do for page views. Is they instead of putting it all on one page, what they could do is they make you click over to a different page. Yeah, fifteen is Darkwood, which also is another carryover from that other list. Bloodborne at number fourteen. Thirteen is Devotion. Twelve, Resident Evil Four. Eleven is Amnesia Rebirth. Ten is Dead Space. Again, another carryover and one of my personal favorites, if not my favorite horror game of all time. Nine is Soma. Eight is Outlast. 7 is Silent Hill 2. 6 is The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Really? I see, I never played that one. I'm surprised none of the other Walking Deads made it on there. Resident Evil 2 Remake. 4 is PT, which is one of those those games that is a, definitely developed a cult following. 3 is Alien Isolation. getting Once again, another game getting the stamp of approval from Levi. Number 2 is Layers of Fear game that I am not familiar with. And finally, number one, Resident Evil 7. Once again, Capcom going back to their true roots of horror to produce Resident Evil 7, which got a lot of praise from the community. So hopefully after all of that list reading I just did, you have something that you can play or something that you can keep in mind for next Halloween. So yield anything else that wasn't mentioned that you want to you wanna throw in there? Costume Quest 1 and 2. Yes, not a scary game, but definitely... Not a scary a, game, but a very fun Halloween-themed game. Yeah, and it's one of those games that's kind of very... It's not like a very deep RPG. It's definitely like, in the sense like, hey, this is my, my first RPG or RPG light. But yeah, a very lighthearted and funny, well-written game. A very charming game from the folks at yeah. Double Fine. Yep. Uh, the Walking Dead series would would be a fun game. Yeah, and and like I said before, I I would you know uh, anything that wasn't added to this list, I would of all of the things I would say, uh, Shadows of the Damned, which is you know and a unique interpretation on hell as you you go to save your your loved one from the uh, the pits of hell and just kind of just a very unique experience that features both combat and puzzle self solving and uh, yeah one of the more uh, ridiculous isn't the word the word i'm looking for but when it comes to third person shooters i don't really like shooter games unless they have like a unique horror or sci-fi touch to them and this this third person shooter definitely has a very unique horror aspect to it so shadows of the damned uh is one that i would would definitely recommend especially to all the resident evil fans because obviously shinji mikami is involved so uh him being of resident evil fame i'm sure that you all can find something to like in there but yeah yield i think uh We've almost gone an hour in a show that uh, wasn't supposed to be that long, mostly because I, I read a shit ton. But uh, <laughs> uh, yield, uh, yeah. How how um, 
we're we're getting towards the end of October here, but what what are your plans for the rest of the week? What are you what are you gonna be playing? What are you gonna be watching? Uh, well, like I said, uh, some Halloween cartoon specials, Ghostbusters. Uh, playing wise, probably be going back and uh, cleaning up, uh, trying to clean up some Alan Wake, or not Alan Wake, a uh, Heavy Rain to work towards that platinum. Uh, probably will compete in some more of the World of Warships Halloween event. What what and what Halloweeny stuff do they have for that? So basically, they, they've got like an escort mission where you. Oh, those are awful! Yield. Why would you want to play that? Well, it, it is annoying. It really makes you more focus on teamwork. So you in World of Warships, they've got this ship, and all the ships are kind of like steampunk themed. So to speak, they, they they took the the modern of a of a World War II ship, and I don't you know pick any nation's World War II ship. And they decided this ship we're going to give it kind of a steampunk theme. We're going to give you a a certain commander that you can set up however you want. He's maxed out, and you have to protect the Transylvania to get across the map from uh, Rasputin. Which is the big bad battleship at the at the end that comes to kill it. So, it, it it's fun if you enjoy the game. If you don't enjoy the game, then it's, it, then you wouldn't it wouldn't be fun. But I'll probably be doing that. I'll be playing some more uh, Rocket League, working on season four, um, helping the rest of the guys on their haunted hollows, um, and then I might try to get depending on how the week goes. See if I can dive into some Until Dawn, or uh, well, that may that be it. I don't think I'll start the Long Dark yet. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be it for me. And also keep in mind, folks, that there is the uh, the Dark Pictures anthology out there. So that was one thing that wasn't mentioned. Also from Supermassive Games. So if you enjoy um, Until Dawn, then that is obviously another thing that uh, that might that should be on your radars. The Dark Pictures anthology. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, I am going to finish up, um, Alan Wake, try to get the platinum in that. And, uh, and yeah, um, oh, I, I do want to mention also, we mentioned Carrion, but Carrion was released on PS4 on October 22nd. So just a few days ago, uh, a little bit longer than that, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, but as of time of recording, it was a couple days ago. So yeah, go check out Carrion on the PS4 and yeah, so a little different thing, as we usually do, as we can't get together for the big century marks, but we hope you guys enjoyed this. If for some reason, if you all hated me reading so many lists, please let me know, and I'll never do it again. But since we get so many questions this time of year about video, horror video games and what we're playing, I thought it would be a good idea just to kind of give, you know, dump a whole bunch of games on your all's radar. And, you know, listeners, if there's any games that you would recommend that you didn't hear, or if you want to, you know, double down on some of the games that we did mention, uh, please take to the, the Facebook group for trophy horrors and and let us know let us know what you guys are playing this week and any good horror games out there any thrillers anything like that we want to hear it so yeah uh happy halloween from the trophy horrors next time you hear us we will all be uh in our our sugar induced comas from halloween night but uh yeah happy halloween from us go out there and enjoy some some horror movies some horror video games do all your fall fun stuff and uh and yeah, thanks for joining this this week. We'll see you guys next week for another Firestar Chat, and in a few weeks, hopefully for episode 500 of the show. Uh, later. See ya. Save your last words, then read all me this. Save your last
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs> 